I brought my PlayStation, as I said last week, because of the need to play games that I haven't played enough of or at all <laughs> because it's the game awards and we're going to yeah, yeah, mostly yeah. talk about that. But yeah, yeah. so I bought a little like a case designed to bring travel with your PS five. Um, so oh. like it was like 30 bucks on Amazon. Yeah. Um, I can, I'll throw the link to you so we can have it on the pod, uh, title like, um, or the pod description, but mm-hmm. honestly, Really fun. Let me grab it real quick. Yeah, yeah. Let's see it. So, and then I put this inside, like, my duffel. So it's like a hard shell. Kind of like, um, okay. you know, like a cool. mid-grade guitar case. Like, not super crazy. But then you open it up, and it's got little strappies for the base of the PS5. So you, like, have one section for that. And then you have like an accessories little slot for like USB stuff. Very fun. And then it like Velcro's open two molded controller holders, a holder for the PlayStation headphones, a cord area. And like you just zip it up and it looks like you're not a nerd bringing a PlayStation to (laughs) Costa Rica. (laughs) And no one knows. It looks sick. But yeah, it's kind of fun. I was like, honestly, this makes it so much easier instead of what I usually do, which is throw it into a shopping bag. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and bang it around and like all that. But yeah, honestly, I mean, the thing about it, Danny, it's going to be obsolete because I'm never going to need to travel with my PlayStation again once the PS Portal comes out. I am the use case. You are the Hello. use case. You are literally I'm the use case. I'm currently the use case. I'm going uh, to play around with it this week because uh, it, it'll be here tomorrow or when the episode's up. And uh, yeah, I'm like, oh, this is, I'm, the more I've read up on it, I was like, I'm 100% just going to give the suspenser. Like, oh, okay. Because I thought you were going to say, I think I'm going to want to keep it because I really want yours. <laughs> oh, no, no. Because the yeah. more I read about it, the more I'm like, this is truly not just like traveling for work, but I'm like, this is what I want, which is to be able to have Christine watching the TV and then I'm sitting on the couch next to her and not watching TV. It's it's fun because usually <laughs> I'm like the weird, like the gadget thing. And you're like, do you really need that though? And yeah, this time I'm yeah. like, ah, I mean, it's it's going to be fun to play around with, but like, I'm like, I'm going to be oh, totally okay. Just like handing it off. I, you know what? I wonder if that holds, Danny. We'll see. Maybe, I, maybe I it arrives and I play with it and I'm like, this is great. What I've been seeing on like people reviewing it, they're like, so the crazy thing is, you know, all the reviews are like, this is still kind of dumb and yeah. like very niche. But then everybody's like, but damn, does it feel good to hold? <laughs> like, know, like, it's I, like uh, the most well-balanced, <laughs> like peripheral, like, and everybody's like, it's so crazy how it feels even better than the controller feels. I, I really appreciate uh, how like unapologetically like pro PlayStation. It's kind of for the bit, um, but also I think it's partly based in reality. Uh, Greg Miller from Kind of Funny Games uh, is just like, yeah, no, this is the best. This is the best accessory, and everyone should love this. Um, so I haven't seen <laughs> well, generally positive <laughs> responses to it. Yeah, but. I mean, everybody's like, you get like four hours on it at like, you know, not full brightness. It it like seems to do a pretty good job, at least on a home network. Um, yeah, so that's what I'm going to be testing well, a, a little bit more stringently. So we'll see how it goes. Uh, welcome back to the DMGT podcast. I am your host, Danny. 
And I'm your host, Spencer. Uh, the Game Awards nominees are out. Everyone's kicking and screaming about oh, it. Oh, boy. We're in Let's, full we're... award season, baby. Y'all, if you're not into our video game episodes, skip it now. <laughs> There's going to be like is one more episode this year that will not be video game related, and that's probably the, the week after next. Yeah, the week after next, because uh, your boy be traveling uh, next to next recording date. Maybe it's Tuesday. Maybe it's not. <laughs> uh, you don't know. We could do this early in we the morning could. on Wednesdays. We you could. don't know. We could. Uh, I'm always like this. <laughs> <laughs> but we have a few more episodes left in the year. But this one will not. This is not our best of. This is not the MGT's no. best of 2023 games. But this Absolutely is going not. to be a deep dive into the Game Awards, all the categories and the snubs that we think have been snubbed, who our personal choices from the nominees are, and then who we think is going to win, because I have a fun game for us to play, Spencer, and yeah. hopefully there's potential for this. I couldn't I couldn't figure out a like fantasy-type bracket uh, for this year. I think Honestly, it would have been cool to get people to like sign up and like do like join in on it. Um, but then what if no one did except pat <laughs> well that's what i'm saying so like next year next year i'll like figure out a way and we'll be a little bit bigger and people want to join and i was like exactly. i was gonna do like winner the top scorer gets like a 100 bucks or something to like their choice of yeah platform. not your not the playstation portal because that's that's my <laughs> christmas gift i hate i think <laughs> i believe yeah 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 uh, uh spoilers spoilers so <laughs> No crazy surprises, I don't think, but he, let's let's get right into it. Um, but we're going to skip content creator and all the esports categories, because honestly, that that is a gap that I think in the future we'll have to figure out how we yeah. want to like incorporate. Uh, but I feel like, like I'm we're completely so, disconnected from esports right now. We're so close as people to getting sucked into esports. Like, I feel like we are a stone's throw away. Like, we're we're about... I feel like it's about to become something we start betting on. I hope not, but also... <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be like, upset if, like, I put... I, all I know is, like, le- recently, this past week, the Overwatch League got disbanded. Um, yeah, Blizzard. you know, you shouldn't have, you know, co- completely fucked up everything. <laughs> Like that would have been a good way to keep that going. Oh, it it really would have. Um, to I don't know, not screw up that game. Uh, yeah. But what we're gonna do is start from the bottom up. Game of the year and like all those big hitter categories will be last. So we're gonna start with most anticipated, work our way backwards from there, and just have a little bit of fun with this. Well, what we're doing this week, and I am recording this, Spencer, just so you know, but it's okay. Uh, recording. Th- right the, now yes the the, the video uh, the video feed oh oh okay so okay <laughs> We're okay put, you didn't I'm tell putting me your face into into these predictions well good luck avoiding <laughs> the freaking vape <laughs> it's all right it's all right uh the way we're gonna do this is we're gonna have a prediction choice and then our personal choice from the nominees um just kind of make it fun, see if there's any differences. I imagine there will be some, but maybe not all. And the prediction category, the predictions choices will be the ones that we like stack up for the game award, the live event. Um, and then like, I don't know, we'll like owe each other two for 
flinching or something. I don't know. We'll figure out. Yeah. I will tell you yeah. some points at the end, but that'll be a fun way of doing it. So yeah, we like the, how about this? How about this? <laughs> I, I have an idea. So yes. the winner gets to, so I have a bag set at my house, right? Okay. So the, the winner gets to throw eight bags. Cause that's two is it's four and four, right? Usually. Yeah. Is it, or, is or it three, three and okay. three, three and three, three and three, right? So you get six bags and the other person has to sit under the other bag hole so if you get it into the hole it hits (laughs) an area and that's it both of us i'm committing to it i will do it all right fair you only get six shots like it's not until you hit yeah yeah i got it i got it (laughs) okay okay because honestly i've wanted to play that game because you know how like when you're growing up there's a lot of games about like trying to like throw a ball at another dude's uh private parts yeah of course um I feel like I haven't played one of those games in like 15 years. And I, I was like, you know what? I think I need to figure out a way to shoehorn this into my life, probably to my detriment. Let's, you know, get our jackass on. Why not? Why not? I love those. Uh, it'll be fine. All right. Sign me up. We're doing it. That, that's a thing. We're that locking we it in. We're locking it in. So let's get right into it. Most anticipated game category. This one's always a weird one because like, how do you, how do you dictate this? Okay, like the Game Awards has 120, over 120 media outlets that vote. It's like a voting jury. 90% Mm -hmm. of it, 90% of all the nominees and the votes are weighted by that voting jury. And 10% is fan votes. So people coming into the website and voting. This and most anticipated feels like it should be like a pure fan voted category, in my opinion. Um, I agree with that. But... It, it, that's okay. So we have Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. That's the second installment of the Final Fantasy VII remake, which is completely changing the story. It's going to be three parts. This is the second of that third part, part, if I'm not mistaken. We got Hades 2. We got Yakuza Like a Dragon Infinite Wealth. It's more of a spinoff, Like a Dragon Infinite Wealth. Uh, mm-hmm. Star Wars Outlaws, the Ubisoft, not EA open world game for star wars there and Mm -hmm. then tekken 8 another fighting game here from uh, bandai namco uh so before we get into our predictions and our picks should we talk snubs for these categories real quick yeah because i have one for this one yes me too go you go first do you want to say it let's say it at the same time i think it's the same game uh so we're gonna go three two one and then say it okay three two one silk Silk song yep 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 how is this not silk song how is this it, not how Silk is Song? Silk Song not in there? I, is it because they're like that game is actually not ever going to come out? <laughs> but how is it not Silk Song? Silk Song? Silk Song? Silk Song? Yes, <laughs> like, I completely agree. That that okay. actually is one of my biggest nubs of all the categories. Honestly, me too. <laughs> me too. Like I I was going back through it and I was like, wait, where the how hell is, this? is Silk Song? That makes no sense. I think people are still um, holding out hope, the minuscule hope that is completely misplaced that that game will still release by the end of this year. It is not going to release. It is no. If it that, does, yeah, that's oh a Beyonce God. lemonade oh level God. drop. Like that is a fucking. That's it a is, fucking move. It steals a lot of the thunder of award season. I think if they did that, that'd be crazy. But it's <sighs> what, if it, song. what if what if songs by Snub? What if? Because, you know, sometimes on these Game Awards, they do some crazy shit. What if they're like, oh, by the way, Silk Song's out tomorrow. God, could you imagine the And that's why it's hype? not anywhere. Because it, it doesn't make any sense yeah. that it's not on there. 
otherwise. Like, I, I really don't know how you could possibly, it's a, 120 media people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and people put a Yakuza expansion. <laughs> hey, I like the Yakuza. Well, you're right. I'm not no, but you're right. But that's like, it's like, that is a, that's niche of a niche yeah, like, yeah, kind yeah, of yeah, yeah. thing. And everyone still talks about fucking Hollow Knight all of the time. <laughs> One of the only one of the greatest video games of all time that happened to be made by an indie team. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, you know what? Could you imagine if if, if Silk Song had actually dropped this year though, with it, how loaded it already is? It's maybe it's okay year. for it to launch next year because it's probably an easy lock for Game of the Year if it launches next year. Um, okay, it, yeah. Let's get into this then. Who okay. who is your prediction and who is your personal choice? I think oh. the prediction here is. <sighs> kind of easy for me um i think mine are the same because let me so let me go through my thinking here yeah star wars outlaws lay it on me i think we are at an all-time low of liking star wars we're you know what i mean like i just and we just got jedi survivor Basically, anything like, owned by disney i think is that an all-time yeah low. and yeah. and it's ubisoft which like is a bad thing now ish um it doesn't instill but, a, know, a lot of confidence yeah and there hasn't been a ton about it i mean there's been some things some trailers all that stuff it looks good i get why it's on here but yeah. to me that's like an easy it's probably not that yep um i agree tekken 8 eh, i mean it's a it's a fighting game and but the fighting game community is very strong it, so it, it's had a little bit of a renaissance this year too so yeah yeah but for me, I'm locking in both Hades 2. Hades 2 for both. I like it. I like it. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if it's Hades. I'm, I'm going with uh, Final Fantasy VII Rebirth for my prediction on who will win this one. Uh, but mm. also agree with Hades 2. Hades 2 is my personal choice and I think is easily the best choice here. But look, the Final Fantasy fans were yeah, drooled and... You know, glazed all over the the first uh, re- remake version, and I thought it was just fine. Um, and that got a nominee nomination for Game of the Year, um, which we'll talk about remakes when, when we get there. But I think I've I see enough hype for this game that I think that's the winner. Um, but for me, for my money, give me Hades too. Give me Hades too. Yeah, so I agree with you there. Yeah. I I mean I hope that I hope uh, yeah, like I'm nothing against Final Fantasy VII sure. Rebirth. No, no, no. Of course not. I just you know it's hard for me to vote against what I do consider one of my top five games of all time. I mean, look, I I, I I do feel a lot of people think it's up. It's that level of game that played it. Like, but it's do enough people have enough people really played that game? Probably not. Um, yeah. I agree with you in a lot of ways there because I, my personal choice for game of the year in 2020 wasn't The Last of Us Part Two, and I love The Last of Us Part Two. It was Hades. Yeah, and that honestly, that's a really tough. I don't, I don't know if I locked in picks that year, but that's you. You didn't play Hades is, until the year later, yeah. Oh, that's what it was, mm-hmm. yeah. Because uh, mm-hmm. I was late to Hades, so. But, man, I think I would go Hades too, and I, I think Last of Us Part Two is better than Last of Us Part One. I I'm I think I feel like I'm general. I'm starting to come around to that. The more I've like let it sink in, you know, opinions change over time. But 
uh, it's still very close to me. Um, so there we go. Final Fantasy VII Rebirth for my prediction, for my points, and Hades for my personal, and Spencer went double Hades too. I like it. I, I wouldn't be surprised. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, I think, yeah. Easy, yeah, easy could go a, either it's way. It's not a hill. Not a hill like that. I think yeah. most of these categories, it's like I'm not dying on any of these hills. Uh, speaking of, though, I need to immediately contradict myself. Best adaptation <laughs> yeah, for the next category. <laughs> uh, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to list out the nominees first. Uh, Castlevania, okay. Nocturne on Netflix. Gran Turismo, Sony. It, this one went to theaters. The Last of Us, HBO. The Super Mario Brothers movie, Twisted Metal, that was on Peacock. Um, at the same time, because it, this one's this one's literally a no brainer. Yeah, it's it's yeah. Uh, I mean, it, it's, it's hard the- to do the same time, but it's The Last of Us. <laughs> it's it's you you were like wait li- yeah. It's so The Last of Us. It has to be prediction and choice. Yes. Look, I I now. The thing that the Mario Brothers ahead, is a ahead. is a tiny dark horse just because it made so much goddamn money. I do think it's like a little bit of a dark horse. I wouldn't be completely shocked. I would be upset, but I wouldn't be completely shocked um, because of its just mass scale. But the HBO's The Last of Us literally has like over two dozen Emmy nominations, and they are legitimate candidates to win a lot of those nominations. Yeah, yeah, and I would say like. The one of the greatest season best, ones. Yeah. What the single best episode of TV this last year was oh, yeah. that third episode uh-huh. of The Last of Us. Um, like it's just it is peak adaptation of a video game. Um, I do think the Mario movie did make a ton of money. Gran Turismo, I don't think it actually exists. I don't believe anybody has seen it. <laughs> um and Castlevania Nocturne, like Netflix is doing cool Netflix stuff. Netflix is doing in cool the stuff with animated, the animated area. Stuff, yes. And then I have you watched any Twisted Metal, Danny? Uh if, honestly, I totally forgot that this was a thing. Uh but it's cuz it's on Peacock and Peacock is another thing that basically doesn't exist. True, I don't true. care what people say. But I have watched like 5 of the episodes and oh. honestly, it's pretty fun. I don't I wouldn't call it an, a faithful adaptation, but it is I enjoyed every minute I watched it. I I enjoyed it. It's light. It's a romp. It's violent. It's stupid. Honestly, um, sign me up for that, dude. Yeah, yeah. It's a good one. Like it's a good one to burn during the cold months. Like like get in there, do it, play it. If you really dislike Anthony Mackie's "I'm Will Smith from the '90s" impression, you will hate it. <laughs> Because that's all Anthony Whoa. Mackie seems to be able to do. Oh man, poor uh, Anthony he's Mackie. a he is a good actor, he but, is, he, but just be yourself, man. Just be yourself. Um, but uh, Samoa Joe, the wrestler, is the body of uh, uh, the clown, <laughs> um, but not the voice. Will and it's the voice. That's the most frustrating part of it for me because yeah. Samoa Joe is dope as hell, and he should have been the full performance because. Dude is a great physical actor and has a good voice too. Like he could have done it. I don't know why they had to do Will Arnett. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's it's grimy. It's violent. It's a fun one. Um, just to shout that out because I do think people just dismissed it because it was on Peacock and I did too for a while and then I I just watched it. Uh, uh, watched a couple episodes and I was like, you know what? There's worse shit that I've consumed this year for sure. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, uh, maybe that should have been one I did over. I mean, I guess it's still time. Is like this actor strike is still technically kind of 
tentative-ish yeah. kind of done, but that's all right. I don't think there's really any real snubs here because this is basically everything that released game adaptation-wise. So I don't know if yeah. anything in particular is missing here, so everything's fine. Um, but yeah, Last of Us, easy. No, no-brainer. Yep. This is, this is yep. one of like two categories, I think, that are no-brainers. Um, yep. The rest of them are pretty difficult. So let's move on to best multiplayer. Uh, you know, I should start reading the description for these so people are aware. For outstanding online multiplayer gameplay and design, including co-op and massively multiplayer experiences, irrespective of game genre or platform. The nominees here are Baldur's Gate 3, Diablo 4, Party Animals, Street Fighter 6, and Super Mario Brothers Wonder. Uh, Spencer, you go first here. Um, just very, I know we have a lot to get through, but very briefly, I will say, like, none of these hit me as a multiplayer game. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, all of these games feel just as that, like, they don't, I don't feel like multiplayer is truly core to experiencing the game at its best, which is like, that's why it's kind of a confusing one. Like, all of them, like, like, Boulder Skate 3 multiplayer, a lot of fun. Diablo 4 multiplayer, a lot of fun. But, like, those are games that you can also enjoy 95% as much unless you're just someone who really needs to socialize through video gaming solo. You know what I mean? So like this I is a tough I, category for me because yeah, I don't, yeah. they don't strike me as like when I think multiplayer, I do think more towards like, there's no FPS on here. Yeah. I'm surprised like Fortnite isn't on here. Fortnite had a yeah. massive year. Um, and I year. think, I think they're the biggest snub in the multiplayer. I, I agree with that. Um, but of the nominees, I would say that I think that we are going to have a very Baldur's Gate 3 heavy winning. So my prediction is Baldur's Gate 3, Baldur's Gate 3, because I think it's going to run away with quite a wow, few categories. Wow, you're, you're kind of predicting like some Baldur's Gate 3 sweeping here a little I bit. I think it might be because I feel like it is the most quote-unquote different of the major nominees. Totally fair, totally fair. And I do think, like, it made such an imprint on the community, and it got so many people to start playing turn-based games, like yep. myself. Um, it's getting people into D&D. It's, it's, this yeah. game is, like, low-key a cultural phenomenon this year. This game is going to be one of the games that just sticks around for, for years. For years. Like, for years. Um, so my prediction okay. is Baldur's Gate 3. Okay. And I'm okay. I'm actually going to say that's also my choice right now. Wow. And I think I could be way off, like, because I am, I think I might be betting boulders pretty hard you for are. some of this. You are. I mean, I'm not mad. It's it's not a wrong choice to do, so uh, that's okay. Uh, I'm going to go, I'm going to say... I generally agree with your sentiment there of like, this is, these are quite a little bit strange choices for multiplayer with the ex sole exception of party animals, because that one's a straight up, uh, like an, you have to play it online basically. Um, mm. cause it's, it's like a party physics brawler type situation. Uh, I guess not necessarily online, but you do have to play multi people. Uh, my prediction, this one I struggled with, my pr prediction for multiplayer is Diablo 4. Mm -hmm. I know, I, I know it, it had, I, I, it. I know it had some bad updates, but that first month, I think people forget that that first month of Diablo 4 
ton of fun. It was so much fun. And it was everywhere. There was real hype around it. There was pretty much overwhelmingly positive sentiment towards it. Um, So Diablo 4, I think, they they barely hold on. Wouldn't die on this hill, of course. Um, And then my personal choice is Street Fighter VI. Ooh, okay, okay. Look, we're, I, starting I really, to, we're starting to separate We're starting here, to separate so here. This is where the bags are made. The Street Fighter VI, I think, um, is the strongest fighting game this year. The Mortal Kombat fans, I think, are going to get upset about yeah. that. But uh, I just the way that they incorporated the world tour modes, like really make uh, the game more engaging for new players that maybe haven't played a ton of uh fighting games the mechanics are super tight uh like online competitive play is starting to get really intense uh i'm just i've i personally as a person who sucks at fighting games have had Mm. a lot of fun playing uh, street fighter 6 so that's why it's my personal choice yeah i think uh yeah i think i might be choosing wrong but i've already locked it in it's all right it's all right there's honestly there's no especially in this category i don't think there's really a wrong so yeah it's uh, a tough category it's a tough category super mario bros wonder like it just came out like does it have enough people are really liking it but does it have high it's high on the as a game as a whole I think it's, um, I'm not particularly upset about its nominations. As a multiplayer game, a little less, a little less so. Uh, Let's move on to the best sports and racing. Uh, Sorry if it feels like we're speeding through here, but, you know. There's like 45 categories. there's like 45 (laughs) categories. (laughs) For the best traditional and non-traditional sports and racing game. Uh, EA Sports FC 24, formerly known as FIFA, F1 23, Forza Motorsports, Hot Wheels Unleashed 2 Turbocharged, and The Crew Motorfest. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hit you first on this one, Spencer. Uh, I mean, you're, yeah, yeah, go, please, because I want to see what you say. <laughs> <laughs> the downfall of sports games is very sad for me to see because I love sports, and I legitimately do enjoy and just have a weird addiction to sports games. For the longest time, a sports game was... Like, you know how, like, PlayStation does your recap now as well? Like, a few mm. years ago, MLB The Show was, like, my top play game of the year. Yeah, you were obsessed with MLB it's just, The Show. It's just, some sometimes sports games, it's easy to just fall back to and just, like, I'm just going to turn off and just, like, sit on the couch and, like, knock on mm-hmm. a few games, play my career, whatever. Um, and it's kind of sad to see that a single sport game is in this nomination, is, is in this category. And it's all racing games. No disrespect to like Hot Wheels, but it's like a Madden or a 2K haven't like done enough in their category to like bump out Hot Wheels. Now, Are you kidding this me? is the thing, Danny. I think the answer is yes, they haven't done enough. No, I know, I know, but it's like it. That's that's what makes me upset about yeah. it. It's it's their yeah. own fault. Okay, mini rants over. I think the choice here is for Forza Motorsport for the prediction on who i think will win um and that's also my personal choice okay i think forza so, forza games in in general um uh, in the racing category that's where i see like all the praise uh happen as far as like pushing the racing medium forward a little bit so that's why yeah and so i, have, I haven't played any of these games just as a totally buffer because i don't really play racing games i don't really play sports games i'll occasionally like when the year before's 2K is free, that's when I'll play it. Um, and then accidentally somehow <laughs> log into my buddy's 
EA account from college that is still <laughs> brought over because like I I like I'll log oh, in and so it's like good. oh hey Toby and I'm like what <laughs> how is this still I'm a total I am not only is it a PlayStation oh, Five that's different that's great I was also two PlayStation Fours from that time because I burned out a PlayStation Four in between <laughs> I have no I, I don't know what the setting is I've never logged oh, in or out amazing. of anything. Wild stuff. So sorry, Toby. I really fucked your shit up this year. Um, but I am going to go with you on. I think the prediction is Forza. Um, yeah. I do think it like from everything I've watched about it. It's like it's really cool. If I liked cars more, yeah, and like did yeah, it, like it's I very would be pretty. They are they are so very pretty it. games. Yeah. Now, but my choice is actually Hot Wheels. You know what? I like it. You know what? I like it. I know I was kind of, you know, disrespecting it there a little bit. It wasn't, from, you know, from any particular From what I've seen reason. about it, I, I did like when it came out, it had a lot of positivity about it. And like, it's just, it's fun. It feels like, from what I understand, it really does, you know, you feel like you're playing Hot Wheels. Um, <laughs> the memes. But like uh, people people have said like on all sorts of reviews, uh, user reviews and stuff, it's like it, this is a really competent racing game. Um, That's and great. I think it's kind That's of great. fun. I love that. That it's in there because how much, you know, I, I think you know, how much more hyper-realistic are we going to get? Forza really pushed it pretty far. Yeah. Um, and, you know, at, at some point I feel like Getting back to the fun racing, I think we might swing the other way. Um, and like Hot Wheels feels like kind of a bit of that, where it's like, this is just, come on, have a good time. That's fair. At least, and then it gives us those options that isn't just like basically Mario Kart if you just want to have like a goofy exactly. racing game. Respect, respect. Uh, moving to best sim and strategy. Obviously, again, we don't have snubs for those. If we don't bring up snubs, it's because we don't have them or we don't know yeah. of any. Best sim yep. and strategy. Best game focused on real-time or turn-based simulation or strategy gameplay, irrespective of platform. <clears throat> Spencer, you go first here. Well, like, <sighs> man, we'll this is tough. Um, ooh, man, this is a really tough one. So I'm going to go with my prediction... And I think this might be the only place that we see this game. It might be the only nomination for this game. But I think I'm going to go Pikmin 4. Okay. I, I like it. That's a, like, I know. I like I, it. I feel like it has just the enough popularity. It's got the brand recognition. But then at the same point, it's hard because I think maybe City Skyline 2 might be the more interesting strategy game because sim strategy mm -hmm. it's like the more pure version of it in my head yeah yeah but i think i'm gonna go i'm trying to like blend like the popular vote versus what i think represents the category sure. the most and in yeah. this one i think it's pikmin but i think my choice purely category wise when i think of a sim I like, think yeah, of things if you're like being city a category skylines. purist, for sure. Yeah, right, right. I, I it, it, it just depends on on how they go with that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I like it. I'm not mad. I, I, I'm also going to go with Pikmin for my prediction on who will win. Okay. It got really strong reviews. I think like mm -hmm. it's still sitting like at a 90 or a 91. Like it's very, it reviewed very well. Um, 
I wish I had time to play City Skylines 2 this year because mm-hmm. I love City Skylines and part of this is because my GPU is dead so like I'm not, you know, I, I don't know if I would have had time anyways but it's just something that I didn't have to think about. Um, Company of Heroes 3, uh, I think it's an interesting nominee here at least mm-hmm. from like the strategy perspective because it's a shooter but like the way that you approach the game has to be very strategic. Um, and then Fireman Emblem Engage kind of feels like a toss-in. Advance Wars 1 and 2, the reboot camp, but this is a remake of Advance Wars 1 and 2, which were fantastic strategy, like uh, tactics games mm-hmm. um, back in the day. Uh, but with Pikmin 4 and City Skylines 2 here, I think it's kind of easy. And yeah. I'm my personal choice is going to stick with Pikmin 4. City Skylines has had not the greatest launch and it was a very anticipated game, so it feels like it's getting a little bit of the Jedi Survivor treatment, where mm-hmm. like it's eventually going to be like a strong game, but like its launch in its current state is probably just not quite enough there yet to actually win out for me. So, yeah, and both. I will say, we're not the biggest strategy game players, and I would assume there is dozens of like uh snubs here because it is such a diverse genre it is a massive genre yeah and people there's so many like offshoots of it i would love uh, to hear if people have snubs that they are you know are passionate about send them our way i I like checking out a strategy game every now and then so yeah 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 let us know best family okay for the best game appropriate for family play, irrespective of genre or platform, and your nominees here are Disney Island, Disney Illusion Island, Party Animals, Pikmin 4, Sonic Superstars, and Super Mario Brothers Wonder. Oh, man. This is tough because I haven't played, again, haven't played any of them, but I do know that there's a pretty big amount of people that are like, Disney Illusion Island is fucking dope. <laughs> Like, yeah. like I do know people like that, but I think family game with the year that Mario has had, I think I got to go. This is probably where Mario gets a win. I, so that's I, my prediction. I agree. Okay. I agree there. What's your, what's your personal choice? Stick with sticking with the same? I think I'm going to stick with the same. I'm going to go party animals. Uh, okay. Uh, I, and uh, that was another thing. That's another. Yeah. I think that's a potential. It just looks goofy and it's fun, and I like. I appreciate that. Like, uh, just just kind of like I want to toss some votes their way because I know it's going to be Mario Wonder. This one maybe it might be one of the slightly easier. I don't think it's a slam dunk necessarily, but it's a little bit easier. Um, just Mario as a like, it has become such a big icon, not just in like as a video game icon, but like as like a easy de facto video game thing that parents can go to with their young children. Yep. Just think about like all the memes and funny videos on the internet of like a kid running around with all their Mario birthday party stuff and like hitting running into a wall and stuff. It's it's a yeah, yeah. and it's like classic because of the Mario movie making a Billy or like what was it like one point four or whatever. Yeah. Like every parent's like, oh there's some okay. We can just get him that. He but fucking loves Mario that. now. Boom. Set. <laughs> Set, yeah. so there you go. Uh, no snubs here either that I can think of. So no, I mean, on, we yeah. don't we don't have kids. We don't have kids. We don't have kids. That's not to say that I don't want to play Mario Wonder. I do want to play Mario Wonder. Yes, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, 
um, yeah, that's where we are. Best fighting game. For the best game designed primarily around head-to-head combat. The nominees here are God of Rock, Mortal Kombat 1, Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl 2, Pocket Bravery, and Street Fighter 6. I'm going to hit you with my winners here. Both picks, Street Fighter 6. Street Fighter 6, Street Fighter 6, Street Fighter 6. Uh, I think uh, it's it's hitting the fun aspect. I think it's hitting the competitive aspect. We just had someone, and this is a little bit of a spoiler for a category down the line. Uh, Evo just happened, which is um, the big fighting event tournament um, in, in, in the space. Like, you just had a, a blind gamer win their, like, bracket in Street Fighter Six, <laughs> that's wild. That's, that's so cool. Cool as hell. That's cool yeah. as hell. So I think, like, on like are, technical like, aspects, it's there. their accessibility stuff is is really incredible uh, to make it more palatable for all yes. sorts. It's really cool. Yeah, it's like they're a, they're hitting accessibility from like all definitions of accessibility, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, soft, uh, like shout out to Nickelodeon All Star Brawl Two. Apparently, it fixed everything that was wrong with the first launch, and it's actually, you know, a decent smash, you know, clone esque mm-hmm. uh, fighting game. So I, so I'm gonna go with you on the prediction, but oh, I like just it. Just to no, hedge like some it. bets here, hedging some bets. I'm I like putting it. Mortal Kombat. As my choice. I'm not mad at it. For, I'm not mad at it. For no reason other than I've played more Mortal Kombat in my life than I've ever played Street <laughs> Fighter, so that's why. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. I do think Mortal Kombat might be a dark horse here in this category. I don't think it's a lock for Street Fighter Six, um, even though some bugginess at, at its launch as well, so... We'll see. Mm-hmm. God of Rock, Pocket Bravery, Bravery, shouts out for getting nominations, but I I think yeah. these they're just too too much of heavy too hitters. Big. Yeah, too big of heavy heavy hitters. Uh, moving on, here we go. Now we're starting to get some some of the big stuff. Best RPG, and this is the other category that I think is a slam dunk for the best game yeah. designed with rich player character customization and progression, including massively multiplayer online experiences. Nominees: Baldur's Gate Three, Final Fantasy Sixteen, Lies of P. Sea of Stars and Starfield and Spencer. Do we really need? Yeah, to it's get Baldur's Gate Three. It's both. Baldur's Gate 3. Let's move on. <laughs> and if it's not, if it's not Baldur's Gate Three, that's insane. The <laughs> only game in here that should not be here is Lies of P. Or honestly, barely even Final an Fantasy RPG. 16. They, yep, they should both RPGs. be in the action categories. Yep. Yep. I totally agree. Um, and then Starfield is an RPG. We just have to say something. Starfield exists. Oh, uh, poor Starfield. Look, remember, we've talked about this. I like, I enjoyed my time with Starfield. It is, this is their lone nomination, and I think it's correct. Sorry, yeah, Starfield Yeah, fans. there's, yeah, no way it's winning. And if it wins, that is only because Xbox paid the creator <laughs> game Don't do that. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Phil Spencer comes in like, here's a Billy Jeff Keegan. Yeah. Change yeah, the results. Weirdly enough, they won. <laughs> best action adventure for the best action adventure game, action slash adventure game, combining now, combat with traversal and puzzle solving. Yes, go. My thing here is there isn't a horror game category. No, there really should be, though. That's insane. There's two categories that I think need to get three categories. There needs to be a horror category, a remake category, and... We need to figure out like a double A category, and we'll get into it with the I, indie category right now. There's actually there's one other that. category I was thinking about. Yeah, like uh, 
games created by 10 or less people. So that's what I think the indie category should like refocus in on. And we'll let's, right. let's save that for, right. for that indie, category. But but I think that's why cuz indie can be double A because an indie movie, you know, when you're thinking about movies, like an indie movie can be anywhere from like no money to like even up to 50 million. Like and that's yeah, a huge yeah. burst and I let's, do think we need to like bifurcate. Yeah, we'll talk let's, about Let's it. We'll save it. Let's it. save it cuz I I I well, man, I'm glad that you have thoughts there. Uh, okay, the nominees for action adventure, Alan Wake 2, Spider-Man 2, Resident Evil 4, Jedi Survivor, Tears of the Kingdom. I think Fuck. this one's this one's harder than it. This one's fucking this is, hard, man. This one is like also like some of the game of the year games. Yes. So it's like <laughs> you it, have it's like, literally well, four of okay. these are game of the year nominees. Yeah. So it's like, well, if you know, let's say Spider-Man Two <laughs> is wins this, and then you're like, okay, are they giving it because they're giving Baldur's Gate three, Baldur's Gate three? I'm just going to say BG3 because I can't say it. It's too many. That's fine. The That's S fine. is where That's to fine. put it. That's okay. Um, but Spider-Man 2, like, Ugh, for me... This one's hard, man. It is the purest game of action in this category. Spy- I think Star Wars Jedi Survivor also fits just the true... This is an action game. Almost so- all of your time is punching things does your answer change knowing that the next category is pure action that's stupid that there's two that's why so that makes it even harder to predict this one let me i need to cheat a little bit what are those ones it's okay uh, like this doesn't make any fucking yeah i know i know i know uh (laughs) and i agree with you but for best action adventure the thing that's that's pivoting it for me is with traversal and puzzle solving, Spider-Man Two regressed on the puzzle solving and the stealth, in my opinion. Your boy skipped all the puzzles. <laughs> However, traversal, I would say, leaps Dude, and bounds of an improvement. It's the, it's, so it's, it's tricky. Oh man, Alan I love Wake flying. <laughs> I love flying with those web wings. See, Come on, uh, Alan Wake Two has some of my favorite mechanics for puzzle solving. That I've ever played in a game. And once you get deeper into this game, Spencer, and I know you, ju- Dude, you just started it. I'm an hour the in. The way that they handle level design in particular is, oh, god boy. damn, it's Dude, so cool. This game, I love Remedy entertainment remedy is cooking they, dude give them a billion dollars a year like, man and let them do whatever like, the hell they want they scratch such a specific type of itch for me in terms of tone and in terms of storytelling yeah like yeah. it is some of my favorite versions of storytelling just in general in any type of medium you know me i fucking love control I love control. I love control so too. Much. Control's great, man. So. It's one of it's again one of my favorite games of all time. I think about it a lot. Like, what's my Roman Empire Remedy Entertainment games? In the shared <laughs> oh, universe man. they're building just by audacity, really, starting with just like, yeah, so basically you know how like Alan Wake came out and then we didn't do anything with it for thirteen years? Yeah, but it's all connected, baby. Yeah, yeah. It's, and it's... I'm a sucker for it. They blend live action. I just, uh, man, like already I'm uh, as I'm playing Alan Wake 2, I'm like, yeah, this game, this, like, come on. Like, the, I literally, the, I, <laughs> I turned it off and I go, Christine, because she's in the hotel room with me. I'm like, Christine, gotta say, 
I'm an FBI agent. (laughs) (laughs) Saga Anderson is literally me. I am her. We are the same. (laughs) We're thinking the same. My mind palace looks just like that. (laughs) It's amazing. Uh, Okay, tier, I'm going. I'm going. Tears of yeah. Kingdom. Tears of yeah. Kingdom. Yeah, me too. Uh, I needed to gush about too. Alan Wake and Spider Man a little yeah. bit, but it's Tears of the Kingdom and Tears of the Kingdom. Yeah, it, it would be crazy for Tears not to get quite a few of these awards. They they Some improved upon Breath of the Wild, which a lot of people, not me, but a lot of people consider the greatest video game of all time. It's got to win some awards. It has to. It's starting. It to. It's starting to turn over. Where now you're seeing like on YouTube, it's like Breath of the Wild shouldn't be played anymore. <laughs> and <laughs> like I'm I've like, seen video this is how I felt that. about it when it launched, and I feel it feels so cathartic because at the same time, Tears of the Kingdom is hitting that space that it that Breath of the Wild hit a lot of people seemingly. So, all right, yes, best yeah. action game because we literally still have like 15 categories to go. Um, okay, <laughs> so this is the one in. time I get to talk about it. But your boy loves Armored Core 6 Fires of Rubicon. Yep. I haven't finished it (laughs) because that last (laughs) boss is an insane. It's a hard game. It's an insane spike. But it in turn if we're talking pure action, go fuck yourself all these other games. (laughs) (laughs) Like, and I'm not saying they're bad at all. I hear you. I hear you. But when you're a fucking five story, ten story fucking robot, like, and all of it is just, there is just, it is so pure in its action where there is no emotion in the game. <laughs> it is just like everyone's ready to die and wants to. Yeah. <laughs> At every moment, just for the thrill of testing skill. Like, that is. Truly, for me, it fits the category so perfectly. And, like, this game, because it's such a packed year, like, it came and people liked it, and, like, I feel like I was more obsessed with it than really anyone I know. Like, you were like, yeah, it's fine. And I'm like, dude, this thing is so fun to play. I love how um, nihilistic it is, because I, you know me, I love nihilism. Nothing matters, baby. Just fucking keep (laughs) chugging along. Um, so for me, I'm, I'm going to say both Armored Core 6. I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm not mad at it. I do think Armored Core 6 is my prediction. My vote goes to Hi-Fi Rush. I had fun with Hi-Fi Rush, and I do think it deserves something, and I don't think it's going to win any of the other ones. So, um, Hi-Fi Rush gets yeah. my personal, you know, nod. Just to toss something their way. Yep. That Island 2 should not be in this category, but we will move on. Yep, we're uh, moving on. Best AR VR. For the best game experience, playable in virtual or augmented reality, irrespective of platform, Grand Turismo 7, Horizon Call of the Mountain, Humanity, Resident Evil Village VR mode, and Synapse. I really think there's only two two games here that are uh, in the real running, and that's Grand Turismo 7 and Horizon Call of the Mountain, and I think it's going to be... Ranchers from seven. I'm going to go with. But I'm, I'm voting flip, for Horizon Call of the Mountain. I'm flipping. I'm just flipping Horizon Gran Turismo. Okay. Okay. Um, but I think like GT7 is more of a game because there is the, you know, is Call of the Mountain a tech demo with a little extra or is it a game? 
Um, and then also just shout out, like, I do think humanity is doing some interesting stuff with yeah. VR. Shout out to them um, too. Yep. And I, and then like resident evil village, like they are, they really have figured out how to adapt <sighs> to VR. Capcom like is, yeah. is had a hell of a year. Capcom they really had a hell of a year. Yeah. Uh, I think Synapse was a lot more hyped than it delivered. So that's yeah. why I'm not really considering it here too much. All right. Moving on to the next category, best mobile game for the best game exp- playable on a mobile device. Final Fantasy VII Ever Crisis, Hello Kitty Island Adventure, uh, if you know that reference, Honkai Star Rail, Monster Hunter Now, and Terra Nil. Honestly, I have no clue, and it could no go fucking to idea. any of them. So I'm just going to vote Hello Kitty Island Adventure for both because it would be funny. I'm going, I am actually do think Hello Kitty will probably be the prediction, but I'm going to go Monster Hunter for my choice. I don't know, for no reason other That's, than That's, you know what, different. I could see that. I, I mean, Monster Hunter is also a big franchise, so I, I could totally see that. I could totally see that. Yeah, um, but we're yeah. not, we're, we're not mobile gamers. We're not gamers. mobile gamers. Like, it's valid, just, it's valid gaming, but it's just, yeah, we're, yeah. we're just not plugged in at all. Yep. Even though you have like, you know, the device specifically to play the mobile games. Well, uh, I started playing the AAA games. Yeah, well, okay. Okay, okay. Leave me alone. Mm-hmm. I did play a little bit of Madden. Sorry. Best debut <laughs> indie game for the best debut game created by a new independent studio. This is a new category to this. Oh, yeah. Uh, so here we go. This is where we start getting a little spicy. This uh, is tough. Cocoon, Dredge, Pizza Tower, Venba, and Viewfinder. You go first. Okay. So to me... This is a this is an extremely hard category because it I is. do think it these is. are all extremely interesting games. Yes. Like um like the storytelling in Avemba, mm-hmm. the uh the like pitch perfect um mechanics of Pizza Tower and the the hand drawnness that the animation I think that's incredible. Um Viewfinder makes my mind break just watching videos about it. Because of the mechanic of yeah, the pictures become like it's really trippy. I think that's a really really interesting game. Um, Dredge was people were obsessed with Dredge when it came out because it's so like dour and it's what it is. Um, and there's like so much to mine in it, even though it is relatively linear, you know, ish. Mm-hmm. Even though it's like not whatever. So this one's tough for me, but I'm going to go Pizza Tower is my prediction. Ooh, I like that. All right. Viewfinder is my choice. Okay. Okay. Um, Pizza Tower, shout out Pizza Tower, because I think it's like it's taking some of the Wario Land-esque gameplay and like really putting it on its head a little bit. Great, fantastic indie. The art style is very... Like quirky, it's, I, it looks I so dig cool. it. I dig it. Looks it. So cool. I dig it. The music is really strong too. I think, um, but I I just think Cocoon came in a little too strong on like its puzzle design and its platforming. Mm, that's uh, fair. So uh, my prediction is going to Cocoon, and my personal choice, Pizza Tower. So I will say this is a category of like this is a gluttony of riches. Yes. For these debuts, like for to any of these studios, creators, also, yeah, yeah, like to release games of this caliber in their first go is truly insane. Like, it's just so cool that this is where we're at with video games, where 
like a game like Viewfinder, which is truly odd. Yeah. You know, yeah. like it it is there, it there is a, this is the reason why people at least like if anyone's listening and you're like a little bit more cat like not casual, but like you're you're playing like all of the heavy hitters every single year. Yeah, this is Which why is nothing like, wrong with that. Like, like yeah, no, say. not at all, not at all. Do but this, you play this games? Is, this is why we, as like people that are a little bit more plugged into like the inner workings of like what's happening on a year to year basis, say that like indie games are where the innovation is happening, and this is where all the like really killer ideas get pulled from by the major studios because they're doing really weird interesting things they're taking risks that quite frankly these big studios cannot take anymore because no they're locks to make money and like shareholders are involved suits are involved you just have to make the thing that's going to make money the money machine has to keep going these studios and these people are pure passion projects and they're not restricted by any of that uh dredge i think i just need to talk about dredge a little bit yeah yeah, because lovecraftian it's like a really kind of like when you look at this game and the gameplay it the the first thing that comes to your head is not horror gameplay. But that's basically like the spooky elements that this game's trying to do. You're like a fisherman traveling, like seeing different yeah. islands, and then you encounter more and more Lovecraftian creatures. That's cool. That's cool. You're like, mm-hmm. you know, you're doing interesting things like that. So um, all of these games absolutely deserve their nominations. They deserve their wins. Uh, this is one of the categories that I'm least confident in. Yeah, and I will say, like, just generally, like, I think Anna Pirna Interactive is such an interesting publisher. Like, really, you can play any, like, go to any of their games, their mobile games, their their non-mobile games. Like, they really know how to, what to publish for new developers, smaller developers. Um, so, yeah, like, like yeah. I get why Cocoon hit so well. And and here's where we start where start start talking about indie stuff. So let's move on to best independent game for outstanding creative and technical achievements in a game made outside the traditional publisher system. Mm-hmm. So this is where we're starting to get a little tricky here. Uh, nominees mm-hmm. are Cocoon, Dave the Diver, Dredge, Sea of Stars, Viewfinder. So Danny, could you tell me which of these games? Which of these are actually indie games in how you view indie games? Sea of Stars and Viewfinder. Yeah, that's kind of where I put it as well. And that so, is why I think we need we need the like I will say like I think the story of Sea of Stars, the story of Sabotage Studios, there is a great mini documentary i think mini clip did one i think it was mini clip mm-hmm. um where they're truly just like no like we could have like sold after their last game like and we could have just become part of a studio system yeah we literally are betting on ourselves all the people that made this game <sighs> it's so and cool. i think that is so cool i haven't played that game yet but from everything i've seen it's right up my alley of playing like I, I will play it at some point yeah and then yeah. viewfinder i do think like those two are just the purest expression of what an indie game is and and it's also like the the tricky part here is and that's why we need to like either redefine refine this category and then create a new one so like because i don't want to knock the requirement shouldn't be um and this was like a huge debate on uh, kind of funny games uh, today, actually, where um, they basically two of them were like, 
uh, or some of the notion that some gamers or some people out here are like, well, the developers didn't struggle enough. So like we got to pick and like leave nominees here for developers that are struggling to like give them the exposure that this for sure helps them with. Um, and I'm like, ah, that feels like a weird requirement. Like I don't want developers to be struggling. Right. But at the same mm-hmm. time, I do want to highlight the small teams, those particularly small teams. Um, like the Sea of Stars, like the Viewfinder, like back when Hollow Knight launched, it was made by a total of what six people at most, yeah. like six people total contributed to that game. Like that's an indie to me. Um, Annapurna Interactive, I love all the games that they publish. They 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 know the system now to like you know maintain mm. stay profitable. There's like they have like what three hundred employees, something like that. Yeah, and they, same thing they, with yeah. Team Seventeen, and then Dave the Diver, Mint Rocket. Quite the CEO of the publisher behind this game said, like, we're not a developer. We make like a billion dollars a year. So we're not an indie, rather. We're not an indie developer. So this is doesn't count as an indie game. That's we could have like an entire episode about this. So oh yeah. For my I I, I think it's CS stars and CS stars for me. I think I think that's kind of where I'm at too. Like and I, uh, and just I because mean, I had I viewfinder like in the in the last category, and I think yeah. like that's gonna be if if it happens at all, they're gonna give them the high five there. Yeah, yeah. So uh, that's that's the current drama in the indie category nominations. Moving on to best community support, weird one here too. Recognizing yeah, it is. <laughs> recognizing <laughs> the game for outstanding community support, transparency, and responsiveness, inclusive of social media activity and game updates and patches. Baldur's Gate 3, Cyberpunk 2077, Destiny 2, what the hell are you doing here? Final yep. Fantasy 16, uh, 14, and No Man's Sky. What is Destiny doing on this list? I Yeah, it's like it was truly the worst year <laughs> of Destiny 2. Like, literally the only thing you would see is people just, just uproariously pissed off. I'll listen to an argument that, like, the reason why Destiny 2 is still even around is because of its community, but that's more of, like, the gaming, their gaming it's, community, yeah. not not Bungie not at all. The, yeah, not the people. Yeah, yeah, I think that, no. but, like, I think for Not me, the decision makers, the decision makers. And I yeah, was yeah. saying, like, there was going to be a BG3 groundswell for me, but this is not one of the categories I would put it in. It, what community support has it had to have thus far i think i think it's leading up to its release because it had such a long like alpha beta stage and they really did incorporate all the feedback from players and stuff i I think that's that's valid i think that's valid i think it's valid yeah okay but i think for me um i have to put just because i want it to be the winner i have to put no man's sky the game came out in 2016 right yeah like and it's still expanding what it is it's still all fucking free like uh and it and it is it is now surpassed the game that was promised by i think a couple like a you know two factor of two maybe yeah yeah like i just think it's such a yeah it's come around i also gotta say gotta shout out cyberpunk 2077 has really turned a corner i you know i played it this year finally and I enjoyed it and I didn't even play it on the newest patch like it was like earlier in the year. But for me, I want to say my predictions No Man's Sky just because I do think it is a basically it's a singular story at this yeah. point of yeah. just how much work and how much 
they finally met the promises. I think that's a really cool thing. And I just want to see No Man's Sky continue to be successful. And I want to see what they could do next. Like, how could they make something that starts at that level and then builds yeah, from there? Yeah. Um, I'm going to time box us to 30 second blur yeah, from now okay. on because done. we're at I'm an done. hour mark. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm Spencer. I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm going Cyberpunk 2077 on both fronts. I think it's uh, in a really strong state now. Um, it's funny because, like, it's due to its own fault that it's even in this category. Um, yeah. But also, No Man's Sky literally won last year. Um, so, yeah. this but category. Good, so there was some good shit this last I know, I know. I'm, I'm with you. But I think, you know, really big stuff. Like, the switch up online for the sentiment for Cyberpunk 2077 is basically on that No Man's Sky level. So, that's why. Yeah. That's why. That is true. Uh, that is true. It best ongoing. <laughs> best um, ongoing. Uh, Apex. It's uh, got a. Come on, like let's just. Oh, sorry. It's Apex, Cyberpunk, Final Fantasy, Fortnite, Genshin, Genshin. Impact. It's Fortnite. It's Fortnite. It's Fortnite. It's Fortnite both. For me. And they and it it absolutely deserves it this year. Yeah, yeah. It, a game they, I have no interest in. Whenever I try it out, I'm like, yeah, I don't want to play this game. <laughs> but man, do people love this game. And they continue to do stuff yeah. that the players want. So, like, yeah. y- you got to give them that for best ongoing. Games for Impact for a thought-provoking game with a pro-social meaning or message. A Space for the Unbound, Chance of Senar, Goodbye Volcano High, Chia, Terranil, and Venba. I'm going with Chia, and I'm really upset that Chia did not get a nomination for uh, Best Indie. Uh, I forgot to talk about that that snub in particular. Chia yeah. is a fantastic open world that it did some really cool traversal uh, mechanics that is 100% going to be stolen moving forward. So Chia is my choice for both. Venba okay. could be like a dark horse, I think. For me. I, I'm going Venba for my prediction and I'll go to you for my choice. Um, because really that is just because I really do need to play Venba. Like, uh, I, I, I <laughs> damn it. The, the thing about it is like Chia had, it was took, took great care in like, um, showing appreciation to the culture. Yep. Um, but it, it was less of like, we're trying to send a message and more like, this is just like the culture that we're trying to appreciate. So yeah. that's why maybe it might not win. You know what? I'm changing my my uh, prediction to Venba and my personal choice to Chia. Okay, so you're kind of copying me there. So yeah, we'll yeah, move yeah, sorry. on. <laughs> <laughs> After I'm thinking about the category too: innovation and accessibility, recognizing software and/or hardware that is pushing the medium forward by adding features, technology, and content to help games be played and enjoyed by an even wider audience. We have Diablo Four, Forza Motorsport, Hi-Fi Rush, Spider-Man Two. Mortal Kombat 1, Street Fighter 6. And I think it's Street... Like I mentioned earlier, my spoiler was we literally have a blind gamer that won a tournament yeah, I in think Street it Fighter has 6. To, it has to be the that winner. That is too cool. It has to be the winner. But I do want to shout out just really quick. Um, and it's not... I'm going Street Fighter 6 both. Um, because, yeah, that 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 cannot be beat story wise. And some of this, you know, narrative is very important in awards. Um, so I think that it really locks it up. But, man, PlayStation is doing such a good job in their accessibility of their games. And I didn't even yes. really realize how deep the Spider-Man it's was so one. 
but like just the fact that like it, it's so easy to tailor the game to make it as enjoyable as possible for you in such a broad game with so yeah. many like so much action and they did change a lot of how like it's played with the different instead of having the wheel it's the 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 you know you kind of have just different settings of of what to do with different uh button combos and then you can really customize it not only in accessibility but then also to make it the experience you want exactly and i just think that's really cool they are leading the way in a lot of that stuff and i think that is why more games like street fighter 6 goes hey, what if we made it so people that aren't obsessed with fighting games can also have fun playing people that are obsessed with fighting games? And I think that really does come from where PlayStation has been pushing it with the PlayStation 5 um, release. Uh, So I just want to shout that out. But yeah, I think it's Street Fighter 6. No, I agree. Uh, Slight shouts out to Diablo 4 and Hi-Fi Rush. They also had some solid incorporations. I don't really know too much about Forza Motorsport, so I'm not going to lie. Hi-Fi Rush did some cool stuff with... uh, it's game settings for like the rhythm game stuff. So it's like yeah, less yeah. brutal on like, you know, if you don't have that much rhythm or for whatever reason. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if like Street Fighter six didn't win, but I think it's a, it's a hard sell, especially with yeah. that story. Uh, best performance. This is Dude. also maybe the hardest. Ca- no, this is straight up the hardest category uh, for this me. Is tough. Awarded to an individual for voiceover acting motion and or performance capture, Ben Starr as Clive in Final Fantasy 16, Cameron Monaghan as Cal Kestis in Star Wars Jedi Survivor, Idris Elba as, I forgot his name, in Cyberpunk 2077 Phantom it's Liberty. It's Idris Elba. It's basically Idris, <laughs> it's Idris Elba. It's Idris Elba. Uh, Melanie Liebert as uh, Sa- uh, Saga Anderson in Alan Wake 2, Neil Newbin as uh, Asterian in Baldur's Gate 3, and Yuri Lowenthal as Dude, your this Spider-Man. This is so fucking hard. Oh this my one God, is this impossible. Is so I Dude, keep changing this my is vote. I keep so changing tough. my vote. Like, like, this one's not so fair. This one is not really, fair. So, again, 30 seconds, you said. Uh, Cal Kestis, best Jedi of any media in the last 20 years. Such a good Jedi. Such a good character, Such a good man. And I think you could have even, if this was not such a stacked year, there's other voice actors yeah. that are in that game. The voice acting is awesome. The performance capture is great. There are uh, other voice actors in in all of these games. All of these games. Yeah, that's the, that's the, yeah. Like, um, Asterion, one of the oh, man, best Asterion voice performances. So cool. It's so good. There's so much dialogue. There's so much, uh, just like he's such a fucking asshole sometimes. <laughs> it's great. Like, I love it. Like it's, he's so he's, flippant. He's the like worst. He's so annoying, uh, but also awesome. I mean, Melanie, Melanie Libbard, I've only played an hour, but I'm like, holy shit, she's crushing it. Yep. Um, and I, I think it's awesome that Alan Wake is getting nominations because like it's so weird. It's a sequel to a game 13 years ago that not a lot of people played. Um, I do have to go with, and this is, I have to go with Yuri. I, I respect it. I respect it. You, you, you've and been really high on his performance. Just in Even terms before of just, all of this, yeah. In terms of pure, like, this is a performance, this is the star of the game 100%. Like, um, it's so good that it goes through so much. I think he is the best at nailing the balance of any Spider-Man full stop um, between the quip and the emotion and the highs and lows of, you know, someone who is optimistic and also dreads it, 
the cry, like the emotion he puts into some of those moments, the anger, the change in the Venom voice, like it's Insomniac just Spider Man is a strong is a strong iteration of Spider Man. It's a it's very really a good iteration. It just fits both really Spider-Man. well. Yeah, both Spider. Oh yeah, Miles. And also, I'm like, that's crazy that he's not on there, Miles Morales, <laughs> like because he did great too. Like, um, I, I so. I'm going with Yuri, but like honestly, this is another one of it is just a category of riches. Yeah. There yeah. should be more women on this, or they should have male performance, female performance. It's probably time. It's probably time to, to split it out. Um yeah, I I my my choices uh, and predictions will will change tomorrow. It'll change the day after. I'm gonna flip flop back and forth. But right now in this moment, um I think the winner is going to go Neil Newbin. I think it's going to be a Neil Newbin's uh, portrayal of Asterian. Uh, the yeah. range is just insane. Uh, they all have insane range. Uh, but it's it's one of those BG3 categories. My personal well, vote is going to go to Melanie Libbard. I I just wrapped up uh, Alan Wake 2, and this is partly why I've been so high on it. She yeah. was so believable, so like it just all worked. It all worked for me, so yeah. I'm voting for her. And, Melanie, I, and it feels I feel bad about Ben Starr. I, I feel, feel bad yeah. about Yuri. Like yep. I feel bad at Cameron Idris. Uh, it, this <laughs> this is a difficult one to choose. It's painful I to think, choose. I think I think you're going to be right on this one with Neil as the prediction because the thing about it is, I'm I think I'm 70 hours into Baldur's Gate. Like my save files are like half that because <laughs> I fuck up so much. But uh, I think I'm like 70 hours in. And the thing about Baldur's Gate is most of the dialogue is still camera, not a lot of crazy motion capture, and true. I have not this for a true. second felt that. And all these other ones are more performance capture, uh, you know, and like yeah, more cinematic. Yeah. And I think the fact that I always want to talk to, and it's all of the companions, really. Oh, man. Like, it's they, not they... just... Like like Shadowheart, Shadowheart, oh my god! Like, come on, I still haven't sealed the deal. Uh, <laughs> I'm getting close. We kiss now. Snooze it. Um, <laughs> Jennifer English. Jennifer English. Um, yeah, Jennifer English. It's like such an incredible performance. Like you could have put any really of the honestly the, any of the them. Main, honestly any yeah, of like, them. But I think it is very impressive how I haven't gotten bored of that. And in most games where all of the acting is just static cutscenes, like. Some would say a Starfield. Um, <laughs> it instantly is the most boring thing in the world. Yep. And with Baldur's is. Gate, really I'm like no, right. every time I'm like interested. So I think that is that is in terms of performance of voice, like it's hard to beat that. Yeah. I mean, so I think are, you're gonna get it's this. It's all one. captivating. I don't know. I don't know. It's I, I again not super confident. I think you can make that this the case that you just made for Neil. I think you can apply to basically everyone on this list. Um, it's I tough. mean, you just you just did it for Yuri <laughs> yourself. So yeah, um, this this one's hard. One of the this hardest categories. Hard. One of the hardest uh, categories. This one's gonna be the the one that I'm happiest for. Whoever, I'm just gonna be like, yeah. I I'm wrong or or like whatever. It's just gonna be like good for the winner. Goddamn yeah. tough category this year. They tough all should category. be very proud. Uh, best audio design. We're wrapping up here. Five more categories. Recognizing the best in game audio and sound design. Alan Wake 2, Dead Space, Hi-Fi Rush, Spider-Man 2, Resident Evil 4. It's Alan I'm Wake I'm only 2. an hour into Alan Wake 2. It's Alan, it's Wake, Alan 2. Wake 2. It's Alan Wake 2. Both for me. It, I agree. Um, 
I think maybe Dead Space and Hi-Fi Rush have like an outside shot of upsetting it. Um, but the sound is the and it's literally one of the first things I I gave you as a, as a descriptor. Remember, like please yeah. play this game with headphones. Um, and you don't have to. Like the sound design still works on TV or or whatever. But the not only the the technical fidelity that they accomplished with this game, but the way that they have now incorporated it into gameplay and puzzle design, straight it might up, be it might be straight up the best in class. Straight up, that like the hour I just played, I was like, "Wait, how did they? Is this real? Did they actually it just do crazy. this all for real? Yes. Because I was like in the little witch's hut, right? In that first area. This is not a spoiler. It's like the first five yeah, minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm just like like going around, like just moving my moving uh, the character. And I'm like, it is insane how well placed those shutters banging oh around God, are. Oh my God, yes. Like, and that's like. They, and they, they kept give freaking you, me out. Yep. It, yeah, I was like. And then also like, spoiler alert for the first 20 minutes. Uh, there ain't nothing in there, at least not in the beginning. No, there's nothing. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm in there and I'm like, there's got to be something in here. And just I was the like, ambient oh, mood that they set, just with sound, just yeah. with sound, just with sound. Like it's it's incredible. Like it, it yeah, like yeah. <laughs> Alan, Alan Wake Two deserves all the flowers that it's getting. Um, even if it's not gonna like sweep all its category, all the categories it's nominated in, um, because I don't think it will, unfortunately. But it deserves all the praise and recognition. Best score and music for outstanding music, inclusive is- of score, original song, or licensed soundtrack. Alan Wake Two, Baldur's Gate Three, Final Fantasy Sixteen, Hi-Fi Rush, Tears of the Kingdom. Little, little quiet for Tears of the Kingdom up until now. Here again. So, Danny, I had texted you. I think this is for me. This is one of the toughest categories because it's hard. Already, it's so hard. Alan Wake is amazing. Um, Tears of the Kingdom, the ambient music and how it morphs around what you're doing is it, it, so it, it amped up everything from Breath of the Wild. Yeah, but I can't get the Boulder Skate theme out of my head whenever I'm just like thinking about it. I'm like, oh yeah. Like it's, and there's so much variation in it. And again, every time I hear it, I'm 70 hours into this game and I still, I'm like, every time I'm like, ah, yes, I'm back in camp. Ah, this is so nice. Oh, I'm just walking around. Ooh, this is beautiful. Like I, I really do think this is, this is Baldur Gates for me. PG3. Um, this one I'm also not super confident in, and there's like three games that I want to vote for. Um, my final prediction, man, this one sucks. Uh, my final prediction will be Final Fantasy 16. Um, I just think Final Fantasy, if there's anything that Final Fantasy does better than everyone, uh, than it's, than the field, it's usually it's music. Um, and the range that this goddamn game had, because I have a lot of problems with this game. Mm-hmm. Music is the last uh, on that list of problems. It's it's not a problem at all. Um, it goes from like breakbeat sometimes to like a little bit of like some chuggy metal guitars to like really big, massive emotional scores. <sighs> there's there's one track in particular that I it, like I it it stands above the rest. 
from all of these games. Like each of these games, I think have like a track that I'm like, you know, that's very familiar, a little bit iconic, but the one track for Final Fantasy 16, uh, the Phoenix, uh, soundtrack is crazy good. Um, yeah. so that's, that's who I think will win my personal vote. <sighs> I'll give you a moment because I do have a snub here. Yeah, I do go. think Spider-Man 2's music is very good. I really like it. I like I like the Insomniac Spider-Man themes. I like what they're doing with it. I do think I would have I I maybe would have put it in here if I could. That's just one little snub. And I like, think this is small snub. These like, okay. <laughs> these like, full no big deal. These five categories, I think, should all just bump up to six and not just Game of the Year being like the six nominees. Um, yeah. But my personal choice, I think I'm going to switch over to Bal- uh, Baldur's Gate 3. Okay. Yeah. God, I love uh. it. Just overall, it feels a little bit more balanced in general. Yeah. yeah. In general. Um, um, and that's crazy because when Tears of the Kingdom came out, like I in my really- head, <sighs> that was really like the thing that freaked, like I was like, whoa. Like, more than the new mechanics, I was like, this is incredible. And I think it's yeah. very interesting that it was, it's composed by the Nintendo Sound team. Yeah, yeah, that's... I think it's really impressive that's a, that's that a, a very group cool, of people... That's a very cool thing. Yeah. We're so on the same page. That's such a cool thing. So, massive props to them. Uh, best Art Direction for Outstanding Creative and or Technical Achievements in Artistic Design and Animation. Alan Wake 2, Hi-Fi Rush, Lies of P, Super Mario Bros. Wonder, and Tears of the Kingdom. Tears of the Kingdom. You think Tears of the Kingdom is going to win this one? Okay. I think because I don't have it winning a lot of the other ones. Um, and I do think if we're talking about artistic design and animation... What is the most talked about thing this year in games? It's freaking building fucking robots in Tears of the Kingdom. Like, and the animation there. Uh, I, yeah. The yeah, art direction right. of it. Like, it's hard right. for me to say. I don't even know if it's art direction, but it's in here because I feel like it's because of that. Like, and then I do think Liza P is probably like one of the coolest looking games, but also it's like, you know, it's basically just. Dewey. It's just it's just Bloodborne with a little more color. Let's, yeah, to be like they, and then no, like, dis- I mean no disrespect. No, no disrespect. Like, yeah. It's great. It looks awesome, but like I do gets why it's here. Um, it's almost like um, how like the period pieces always get the costume design Oscar nomination, yeah, no matter how yeah. good or bad the movie is. And like I feel like that is there for because it's like well, it's you know old looking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I'm gonna. Tears of the Kingdom is the prediction, but I'm going to vote for Hi-Fi Rush. I think they did a really cool job of, um, like, incorporating multiple, like, medium uh, art styles of, like, anime influence, comic influence, old school comic influence. Like, they did a lot of the uh, superimposing from, like, Into the Spider-Verse stuff. Um, The animations are very fluid and smooth with the audio. Like visualizing audio, I think they did a really good job of that too. So Hi-Fi Rush gets my personal votes, but I do think it's Tears of the Kingdom. Again, also like as as I'm playing Alan Wake, I'm like, holy shit, this game looks incredible. And it like, but for me, sometimes hyper realism, at least in terms of the environments, little harder to sell me. I but agree. I will say, I in terms of hyper realism as a Pacific Northwest boy, they're fucking nailing how it feels walking in a damp forest. That's cool as hell. That's cool. Like, I it, love to hear that. Like, it's it's like with the just like even just the like year. the roots that are out of the grounds over all of like the trails and stuff like that is 
truly just like that yeah. reminds me of walking around in the woods in 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 my home state. So yeah, that was yeah. Yeah, I think easily graphically, like it's there. No other game comes close this year to the graphical Insane. fidelity of uh, Alan Wake Two. It's crazy. Insane. Best narrative for outstanding storytelling and narrative direction <sighs> in a game. <sighs> God damn. Alan Wake 2, Dude. Baldur's Gate 3, Fans, uh, uh, Phantom Liberty, Final Fantasy 16, Spider-Man 2. Again, these are also got, like, at this point, this is, uh, God, it's a toss-up. Um, it's Baldur's Gate for me for both. And I do think, ultimately, if I once I finish Alan Wake, I might change that. But right now, there's just so much fucking story in this game. I randomly beat a dude in a tower and then i was like wait what the fuck's down there and then i got fucking lost and i was getting teleported all over the place and like and then it does such a good job of all of that man yeah it's so good at naturally bringing you into narratives and making you go well even though i have 60 things i have to do now i have to do all of them because i i'm these are important to me (laughs) like and so often those things like uh are throwaways and you don't seem to care about them but i was like no i really got to figure out who the fuck put these fireworks in these kids toys like i need to it's not i need to figure this out the the notes that you find i think are compelling and usually i hate like notes in video games to drive uh a narrative but they're very compelling uh if you if you talk to like dead bodies there's always something additional and useful that they're giving you there it's yeah it's Baldur's Gate 3 for me. I think Alan Wake 2, I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. By the end of the narr- by the end of the game, I do think that your opinion will shift. Um Alan Wake 2 is like a such a close second on the narrative front. So yeah. there, and there I think go. they're doing very interesting and oh, pushing it forward and trippy, more than any yeah. game. Like, you know, I mean, at least in the terms of how they're telling the story, like Baldur's Gate in terms of the technical aspects is pushing it forward and the depth like but like in terms of how you're telling a story through a video game like i mean that's what remedy is like that's why i'm obsessed with them crazy it's crazy but this is why i was saying i am bald i am bg3 heavy here uh best game direction awarded for outstanding creative design and innovation in game direction and design alan wake 2 Baldur's gate 3 spider-man 2 mario brothers wonder and tears of the kingdom it, this is, I think, this is where the Baldur's Gate sweep starts coming in. I think usually best game direction is also going to go to Game of the Year. So, uh, and yeah. I really want, I really, really want to vote for Alan Wake Two and Tears of the Kingdom, but I'm, I'm going to go Baldur's Gate Three. I think just yeah. the prediction wise, <laughs> I think it's the, it's the right move. But I'm going to say my choice is Alan Wake Three because, like. I, it is why it. I, I love Remedy, and I haven't even gotten to where they start blending live action with not live action, and whenever they fucking do that, I'm like, this is the coolest thing ever. And uh, no one else does it. No one else does it. it. They do a really good job at it. There's a couple of sections that I'm really excited for you to get to, so I'm fully expecting text messages when you do, because uh, yeah. it, yeah, man, it's so fucking cool. Um but I'm sticking with Baldur's Gate 3, just the way that the tr- the branching dialogue and the depth and real impact and weight that they all have. Like, usually it's like you should expect some, like, you know, regression to the mean a little bit. I'm in Act 3, and it's the minusculest of fall-offs. 
but it's like no i'm like 100 hours in like this is not enough of mm-hmm. a fall off for me to, to not vote for it um and lastly game of the year recognizing the game that delivers the absolute best experience across all creative and technical fields Alan Wake 2, Baldur's Gate 3, Marvel Spider-Man 2, Resident Evil 4 Remake, Super Mario Bros. Wonder, and The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. To me, there are really only two nominees here. And it's Baldur's Gate 3 or Tears of the Kingdom. Tears of the Kingdom, I was extremely high on for half of a year. Yep. And, yep. and I don't want to easily dismiss that. Because it did do, for me, what Breath of the Wild did for a lot of people. And it was finally cool for me to, like, finally get to that space. Um, When I finished that game, I put my controller down and said, that was fucking cool. Yeah. And and I don't think any other game has done that to me. Like, I've had a great time with Alan Week 2. I think... I think it's a real dark horse. But to me, it, it cannot go to nope. anyone besides Baldur's Gate 3 yeah. or Tears of the Kingdom, and it's Baldur's Gate 3. I 100% locked in there, but I'm going to say both of mine are Baldur's Gate 3 instead of just the the prediction. Because are you going your choices, Tears oh, of the no, Kingdom? Oh, no, I'm also... My, my, no, my choice okay. is also Baldur's okay. Gate 3. I just yeah. needed to like give Tears of the Kingdom its, its, its prizes like, here. This is truly an insane year and it's truly insane that almost all of these studios have just gotten rid of all the people that made all these games because oh my god yeah like yeah, that's a fair thing to bring up this is like one of the strongest years in recent memory and like by recent memory like five ten years like in terms of we have multiple stone cold classics that will live past this year with alan wake with Baldur's gate with legend uh tears of the kingdom like those three of the six games i really think are like generational defining games yeah and that's not often the case usually there is the runaway there's the one generational title we have three and then like spider-man 2 it's like shaving off a couple hours of story like not doing the big ending yeah from being closer to that level like i'm not saying even if it's even if they edited it a little bit i still don't think it is to the level but like when we're talking about that like any other year i think it's in the top two you know even as is um but this is just such a fucking year man it's um I, I think I think Baldur's Gate 3 is is that strong that you put Tears of the Kingdom up against Elden Ring last year, for example, and Elden Ring I still think is like a decade, a generational game. Um, yeah. I put Tears of the Kingdom up against Elden Ring, and it's close, but I, I think it still goes to Elden Ring. Yep. You if put, Breath of I, the Wild never <clears throat> happened, I think this the narrative's different. Maybe. Potentially. Like, I, because okay, it's an iteration not, yeah. of a game, even That's though fair. it like... That's like, fair. I think that is the only thing there. If Tears of the Kingdom was up against Elden Ring and Breath of the Wild never existed, I think that would be, it would truly be a coin flip to me. But if I put up again, but if I put Baldur's Gate 3 up against Elden Ring, now it's, it's a Baldur's Now Gate. it's a coin, it's a coin no, flip me, and, I, and I lean Baldur's Gate 3. For me, I think just in terms of pure enjoyment, of a game and we both yeah. love Elden Ring. 
But there is a punishment a to playing Elden time. Ring. It was a stressful time, yes. And I'm not saying that, to be and fair. And that's not a bad thing. Boulder Skate yeah. 3 is not a perfect game because there are some insane difficulty spikes, like the very fucking beginning of Act 3. What the fuck is that fight? Uh, that is such an unfair <laughs> fight. Like, I had to put it too easy because I was like, I can't, I'm not going to spend 10 hours trying to hope the die go my way. But aside from and that, like, like, like fine tuning your stats and everything. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, uh, like, yeah, it's, it's a, it's an incredible game. It's, it's, and it's a game genre that I don't play, which I think is the most impressive part. That's I'm why not I'm, a I'm, I'm, I'm guy. very surprised. Cause you like, I, it's, it, it took some arm twisting to get you to play. It really did. Pick up fucking Baldur's Gate three. Yeah. And I'm, and I'm a stubborn man. It's not easy to get me to do that kind of shit. But I'm so glad that I was like, you know, I, I okay. I'll, and then like right away, once I figured out how the fuck to play it, which did take a while. But like once you get in the groove, I'm like, the only thing I think about is, man, I wish he could change the field of view a little bit. Yeah. Like that's the um, only, that's my biggest gripe of the game is like, sometimes I'm like, this, if you just pull the camera out a little so I can see it a little bit more, that's like my biggest gripe with the game, and that's barely a gripe. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 one of those like if we're splitting hairs a little bit, and like again, like every game can improve something and somewhere. Alan Wake 2's controls in combat is clunky as hell, dude. And yeah, it is barely good. It's yeah. barely good. Yeah. Um, but it's stupid because survival horror, it's like you yep, got to feel yep. like a dumb human. Yeah, you got to feel like an idiot. Uh, Baldur's Gate 3 does some has some gameplay design uh, choices. In particular, you can tell that it's built for PC and ported and like adapted to the console and the control. Pretty good job of incorporating that. Yeah. But it's still, it's still, I you will know, also say not a great experience. Perfect. Generally, experience. everybody, do not go to prison ever. Because you have to get your shit back and then all of your wheels change. Like, it fucks up all your shit. Everything's in a different place. And I ain't going to spend my time refixing wheels. I don't like wheels. I don't like wheels. That I don't is, like wheels. That is but literally like, my biggest gripe with the game. It's the wheels, but it's like I, with, I would with the say, controller. I don't know if there's any way. But I would say, had they just put it right back in the same spot after you're out of the prison and you get all your shit back, why don't they do that? <laughs> I, like, why does it just yeah. go, yeah, we're just going to randomize it. Fuck you. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I'm like, this is rude. <laughs> like, I think it's the way like, yeah. that it's it's ordered in your inventory or something weird like that. So maybe that's part but of it. I'm I don't picking know. it but all up just, at the same time. Just pick it at, yeah, leave it in the same spot. I get it. I get it. Um, yeah. But it's, it's Baldur's Gate 3. Uh, snubs here. Let's talk about some quick snubs here before we wrap up. Uh, because I do think... There are some snubs here. Um, Can I say what is an anti-snub? And if people bring it up as a snub, you're stupid. Can yes, I say one? Please. Uh, Hogwarts Legacy sucks. That game is bad. Um, <laughs> it shouldn't have gotten any awards, and I'm glad it didn't. Fuck J.K. Rowling. Fuck the Harry Potter universe. That game sucks. That game sucks. I hate that game. I'm so mad about that game. And I've bought full-price oh, games man. that I didn't play. I played even less that I feel less bad about. That game sucks. I hate that game so much. <laughs> I'm so glad you said that. I, I completely agree. I think people are like, why didn't Hogwarts Legacy get a nomination? Because it like, sucks. Because it's not a good game. <laughs> you know it's what? Pe- like I put, I put people that are obsessed with Harry Potter on the same level I put people that are obsessed with Disneyland. Fuck off. 
grow up. Stop caring about this. Yes. Good rant. Love the rant. I've been, I've been, I've been, I've been wanting to say it the whole episode. <laughs> I literally just posted a video. That's so funny. I literally just posted a TikTok today saying like, hey, uh, Hogwarts Legacy, people that think that got, that it got snubbed, l- learn what good games are. Yeah. Uh, you suck. This you, is suck. <laughs> you suck. You uh, suck. Oh, look. but it got me into gaming. You suck. I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> Resident Evil 4 remake. Resident Evil 4 is objectively one of the greatest video games of all time. Um, Game of the Year remake needs to be a category. It needs to be a category because I do think, once again, Diablo 4, and I I think this one's a little bit of a controversial pick, uh, Diablo 4 I think deserves a nod. Not a win, but a nod, uh, especially if you're throwing Spider-Man 2 up here uh, and Mario Brothers Wonder. Diablo 4 was strong enough at launch. It, people raved and raved and raved about it. I mean, when we first started playing it, we both were like, how is anything going to beat this? This is so fun. It was cool. And then, it was fun as hell. How uh, much How much time did you put into it? That first uh, month? Like, we probably put in like 30, 40 hours first month, and then I have not wanted to pick it up again. And that's because of the, the updates, and that's their own fault. Um, so I totally understand that. But Imagine, imagine, we're not going to put more than 30, 20, I, 25 hours. I planned them Spider-Man 2, and I'm probably not going to come back to this that much. I will never, yeah. Oh, no, Baldur's I will Gate play 3. the expansions. I will play the Sure, expansions. sure, the expansions, but like not as it is. Whereas, yeah. you know, okay, we put in 40, 50 hours into Diablo 4 before dropping it. Like, okay, that's plenty. That's so much time. Let's give it a nod. Yeah. Uh, that one, I think, deserved a, a, a nomination. I do think Street Fighter Six. Could is another snub. I think it should have been considered. Um, that that one I feel strongly about. Anti-snub. And I've been saying it since I finished the game and since I reviewed it. Final Fantasy 16 doesn't do quite enough. It does not commit to a path in its story writing. It overextends its welcome. After halfway through the game, you basically do the same thing over three more times to get to the crystals. It's just, it's not a cohesive experience. If had if it had trimmed down and committed to a path, maybe the conversation is different. But that's how I feel about that. I think Spider Man Two gets a nod here, but barely, 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 barely. Spider had a great time. Had a great time. Super fun. Super fun and great game. Game of the year. Uh, it, it might also, barely it, even. It, it might be even be like fourth, fifth on this list. Yeah, the last act of that game truly falls apart it it it, it they it, prioritize it spectacle over everything yeah yeah it it really and it feels like you're almost in a different game than the game you played like it's it's kind of weird um i know a lot of lists are saying like octopath octopath traveler not having any nominations is crazy i do think that is crazy i do think that is crazy uh um, could have gotten art direction but it's also you know just building on the same one so the, it's th- like the thing is it, like but nominations but it wouldn't have one of the other categories it's in yeah yeah because like Baldur, it would have been in the rpg category and that's like easily Baldur's gate three yeah. um i'm not upset with that i mean if you're gonna if you're gonna throw stray in here like you did last year give me sea of stars in here yeah yeah i, if you're I gonna, totally if you're, agree if you're gonna give if you're gonna do a token indie give me sea of stars yeah i just think take out I resident think, evil 4 put it in an indie 
In a year that was this strong and like this many new games came in as strong as they did, it just kind of feels like a little bit of a disservice to throw in a remake in here. It really because does. at its core, I understand that like mechanically it changed a ton and the gameplay was more fluid, all of that. But you're building but off the bones of one of the greatest still, games ever. Yeah, one of the greatest games ever, and it's still the same core game, same core yeah. experience. So yeah. that's that's um, my mini rant there. And then one other anti snub, like I assume someone is upset about Starfield, but um, you're wrong. That's all. Starfield isn't even the best Bethesda game. I like of I the, say yeah, that yeah. loud and proudly. Yeah, yeah. So, so, Danny, we did it. We did it. Hey, those are our picks, nominees, choices. Uh, but this isn't our best games of the year because I think we have quite different choices in like our top, our individual top tens. And I want to get into top yep. ten stuff in a couple of weeks. Hey, thanks for listening. Uh, eat a lot of turkey. There's no episode next week. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.